that love that we have for the Lord is also the love that we have for others. As we would lay our lives down for him, we would lay our lives down for one another. It's a radical love that he calls us into, but it comes out of a place of knowing his radical love for us. And, and I'm going to tie this together. I just feel like to, that it ties just to the unborn, that we would know the importance even of the unborn. And the, and the significance that God has as he's, as he's set us up. I'm just going to read a few scriptures in uh, Psalm 139. He says this. He says, for, I created, for, for you created my inmost being. You knew me. I'm sorry, you knit me. I've got so many notes on here that it, like, I can't read some of the things that I, that the actual words of the Bible. <laughs> but you knit me together in my mother's womb. And I praise you because I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Your works are wonderful, and I know that full well. My frame, it was not hidden from you when I was made in the secret place, when I was woven together in the depths of the earth. Your eyes saw my unformed body. All the days ordained for me were written in your book before one of them came to be. The, the beauty of a heavenly father, of a God, that would actually take the time to write a book about each one of us before we were born. And, and I see the beauty of it, and then I see like this anguish as we have now 60, over 60 million babies that the Lord actually wrote a book about that he had set these days for each of these babies, for each of these, these human beings that he said, I want to be a dwelling place. I, I want you to be my dwelling place. And, and then all of a sudden, their lives are taken on this earth. And uh, before, before one of the days even has come to be on this earth. And uh, how much I just saw that it just, it has to grieve the Father as he's... He set these days for us and that there are so many that have not seen one day on this earth. We've gone a number of years. We've gone almost 50 years now. And it, and it so has grieved my heart as of late just that, that we've been the, the body of Christ. We've been this church that is, has been silent about these things that have been happening in our backyard. They've been happening right around us, in our neighborhood, uh, in our communities, in our state, in our nation. And we have a, an amazing opportunity. We've been just over the past couple of years even really pressing into this at a greater level and praying into this. And I feel like the church is, is awakening to this. It's, it's like we've been asleep. We've been... We've been focused, and, and even in the email I wrote, I just I was seeing is it like we're fighting against each other. We're uh, we're caught up in the most stupid things, <laughs> just like the stuff that we fight about. And I'm like, there are lives around us, babies that are dying every day. I can't remember the like how often about every like nine seconds or something, another baby dies in America. But, and, and we're fighting about things in the church. We're stabbing each other. We're, we're 
cursing each other. And, and I'm like, how, how does the spirit move in a church that is not united and not one? And I feel like the Lord is shifting some things. And, and as, we're, as we're praying and we're crying out for things, like he, he does not just listen to our prayers. He listens to those that are humble. He listens to those that sets the, set their heart upon him, that seek him with all their heart. And uh, he's looking for a church united that he can actually move in and through and, and see his kingdom come on this earth. His desire is to, is to remove this iniquity, along with many other iniquities, but this being one of the, just the biggest in our face right now. And then here we have, uh, you know, something that was leaked a week ago on Monday, uh, and it was a true leak. It uh, came out from one of the attorneys that was on the teams for one of the, uh, one of the Supreme Court justices. And they're still trying to figure out who that was, but um, it was the legitimate, uh, I forget what they call it, but what, what's written by the majority leader of, of, of when they're voting on something of, uh, I am not saying this well, but it's <laughs> uh, the document that is used that, that they, they have the briefing that distrib they distribute uh, between the, the judges and then they write their statements. and. So it was a, it's an accurate um, kind of preliminary statement of, of what is expected to come. And now, obviously, there's a lot of pressure. Um, but it's still believed this thing is it's going to pass. And I know we prayed into it last week. We, we prayed diligently. And it, I, I love it. I love what we're praying into. It's so important. Um, But there's, there's, I'll say this, the enemy isn't going to lay down. And uh, these sacrifices of, of these unborn children, um, yeah, the enemy's not just going to go, well, looks like you beat me on this one. And, and, uh, and he's using people. And, and I, was, I was watching, and I, put, I sent this video out. If you, have the, if you got the emails, um, I sent the video out. It's a... It's a longer video. It's about an hour long, but I want to show about a six-minute clip. And and as I watched it, uh, this is where we have to guard our hearts. And and honestly, I just, I mean, I was not guarding my heart last night, and anger rose up, and I'm like, I just want to take out. <laughs> I have to, got to be careful what I even say. Beep. I I, I just. It was not of the Lord, and, uh, and there was just such an anger that rose up in me, and I had to just come before the Lord, and I'm like, Lord, no, this is not right, and I don't want, I don't want my heart to get angry, uh, but I also don't want it to become, I don't want to come, I don't want to get us go asleep to this again. Like, there's, what do we do? And it's, and this is where we seek Him. This is that Second Chronicles seven fourteen, like. He's the one that's going to heal the land. This is a, this is a giant, kind of like Goliath, that is bigger than someone that we can face in our own strength. It's gotten to that point. Maybe there was a point in time where we could have fought this thing on our own, you know, with our own rocks and dunk, dunk, dunk. Now it's like, no, we need the Lord. He's the one that's going to have to do this. 
And, uh, and in the midst of now, it's like, okay, it looks like Roe versus Wade is going to turn. I want you, this is the part I want you to see, is that is now uh, the majority leader for the Senate. His name is uh, Chuck Schumer. He's, he's put together a bill that is more evil than Roe versus Wade. And, and, and they're trying to push this through on the national level, which will override Roe versus Wade. Uh, and because they have they have the House, they have the Senate, they have the Vice President, the Presidency. Like, there there's a possibility that this could happen. Um, and he's going to say it much better than I can. But there's a there's a filibuster law that, that is out there that says, well, you have to have a supermajority, uh, which is at least sixty percent of or sixty votes versus fifty one, and. Um, and so we're like, okay, we got this. But now what they're able to do is the filibuster law can actually be removed by 51 votes. So all of a sudden, now they're realizing we can actually, we, although we can't vote something in because we can't get the supermajority, we can actually remove the filibuster and then go back and vote it in at the 51 votes. And not only can they do that, but if they're able to do that, all the other laws that they've tried to pass, the LGBTQ, uh, without any religious exemptions, the, there's all these other laws that, they're, that they have in there. Now they're able to come back and without the supermajority, they can pass all of those as well. And so within the next two weeks, we could see a major shift in the nation. Uh, and so <laughs> this is something, and I go, what do we do? We can't, we can't just fight this thing on our own. We need to pray. We need to seek the Lord. And this is what was really cool. As I was praying, and I didn't even realize that it was uh, Chuck Schumer that was the one that, that actually put this bill out. But <laughs> as I was praying, as I was like, Lord, guard my heart. Because we're supposed to love. We're never to curse. We're always to love. We don't act in violence. We act, it, we're, we're peacemakers, but, and we sow in peace. Um, but the Lord showed me this man, and, uh, and I just started praying for him, and, and I didn't realize he was Jewish, and, and the Lord was showing me that, that there's, there, he has with the Jewish roots and the Holocaust, here he is basically doing something where his, his, his nation was almost destroyed, by a holocaust and here he is putting a he's putting a bill together that could kill more than six million babies and there were six million jews killed and i'm like lord i believe this is the thing that's going to actually that can that can change his heart and if the lord can change his heart the very one that is putting the bill out that is bringing the bill to the table it shuts it down completely and it all connected just last night so i don't even know how it's to happen but I, I just believe the, the Lord has a plan uh, in the midst of this, in the midst of the enemy's plan. He is so much greater. And so I'm going to play this clip. Guard your heart. Uh, don't get angry. What we do is we seek the Lord. <laughs> Explain who, uh, who put this together, like what it's coming from. Oh, this is from Truth and Liberty. Um, and so it's, a, uh, uh, it's, it's with Andrew Womack, and then this is an attorney it's actually the attorney. He's, he's been at the Supreme Court, um, and then he's also the one that, uh, 
that worked with Andrew when the state came against him, when Polis came against him, and some things there. And so um, he's very insightful, and it's just like, matter of fact, here it is. Here's what's happening. So why don't we just play that clip, and then I just feel like we need to pray. We need to ask the Lord for strategies, and we need to see, uh, I want to see God move, especially on this guy. Uh, I mean, he's the, he's the Senate Majority Leader, Chuck Schumer. So not only is he the Senate Majority Leader, but he's also the one carrying the bill. <laughs> and I'm like, what if the Lord were to move on his heart and change this, this man who is um, kind of radical on the other side to go, oh, wow. To, if he, all he has to do is open his eyes and see the truth. And it's the truth that sets him free. So let's, let's if you can play that clip. And uh, that also is happening, Andrew, on the federal level. In fact, this week, in fact, today, the uh, Senate two days uh, ago. leader, Chuck Schumer, is pushing a very radical abortion bill. And today he voted for what's called cloture, to begin the clock ticking so that by Wednesday at the earliest, they can vote on a very radical pro-abortion bill that's more radical than Roe v. Wade. And if that's ever passed, then we'll have abortion like Roe versus Wade, but continuing not by court order, but by federal order, and that will override all the individual states. So that's a very significant concern. Uh, we can talk about some of the logistics on that, but what you're going to have is this dual battle on the federal level, and I think the, the uh, frantic people in Washington see that the handwriting is on the wall, doesn't look very good for some of the party there in the November election, so they're trying as hard as they can to push some kind of radical abortion bill before these November elections. Then you're going to have continuing battles both in the legislation as well as constitutional amendments on the state level. So you're going to have a patchwork in the United States is what I think uh, we're going to see. Well, you know, we need to celebrate the fact that this is overturning Roe versus Wade, which that would be a huge accomplishment. And how many states already have laws or they have trigger laws? Uh, there will be just really a handful of states that will really be liberal pushing abortion if Roe versus Wade is overturned. That, that's right. I mean, this, uh, Andrew, this is, we, you know, we've worked with on this and, and so many people have worked and prayed for 50 years. This yeah. has gone on for 50 years. 60 plus million babies have died. This is a historic, historic moment. And we just pray that this uh, decision is official released so that it's official and it's gone, that history is over. And then you're right, there's only going to be a small number of states that are radically pro-abortion. California, for example, New York, some other states. Colorado. Your state of Colorado is going to be a big challenge. Um, there's going to be a handful, but there's going to be the majority, the vast majority of states are yeah. going to ban abortion. And I think what you're going to see are blessings and curses on those uh, that protect life versus those that continue to destroy life. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Very good. And uh, so they are going to try and ram this uh, pro-abortion law through the Senate, and they don't really have the votes to get that passed, but then that brings up the filibuster, and they're trying to kill that. So explain, explain all that to us. Yeah, so this vote, uh, they're going to do a two-step uh, process. Uh, first, they're going to vote on this abortion bill. It's a very radical bill. There are several bills in the Senate, and they're not going to have the 60 votes to overcome the filibuster. 
They may have the 51, counting Kamala Harris, but they don't have 60. So when they don't get the 60, they're going to come back and they're going to try to abolish the filibuster. It only takes 51 votes to abolish the filibuster. And so here's the dynamic. You've got two Republicans, Collins and Murkowski, that are pro-abortion. And they have their own bill that they put forth that would codify Roe. So it's very liberal. It's just not as liberal as the one that's coming up for a vote that actually is worse than Roe this week. So they already have that on the deck. The question is, when that bill won't pass because they can't get 60, would they be willing to abolish the filibuster? That's going to be a big test for them. On the other hand, you have some Democrats. Cinema from Arizona, she is very pro-abortion, but she doesn't want to get rid of the filibuster. Would she change because she is so committed to abortion to get rid of the filibuster? We don't know. On the other hand, you have Casey, a Democrat out of Pennsylvania. And he says he's pro-life, but he's in favor of getting rid of the filibuster. So you have this interesting mix, and you also have Manchin, who doesn't want to get rid of the filibuster and says he's pro-life. And I have to, you know, put quotes around pro-life because yeah. it depends upon how extensive they are pro-life. Mm -hmm. So you've got this interesting dynamic. The, the bottom line is that the vote is so close, all they need is 51, and really they just need 50. And then Kamala Harris can break the tie. All they need is to cobble together 50 votes, and if they do that, they have Harris to break the tie, and that would abolish the filibuster. Then they come back and they pass abortion with the 51 vote margin, and that opens the floodgates for the parade of horribles the LGBTQ bill that has no religious exemptions, that's H.R. Uh, 1. The H.R. 4, which is the election fraud bills, they want to get that passed before this upcoming election. They have the Build Back Better, the socialist bills, all these other pro-socialism bills, big government. All those would be passed in very short order without the filibuster. Okay, Matt, just quickly for the sake of some people, the filibuster is something that uh, you can't pass things in the Senate uh, without 60 votes, which is more than a simple majority, and that is just another check and balance so that the minority is just not totally run over roughshod, and that has been tradition for a long time. They're wanting to abolish that so that they can ram through these radical bills before they get voted out of office. Is that about correct? That's exactly right. It's be so this is where we guard our heart and we pray. This is where we see some of these things are, are bigger than, than we, can, we can handle on our own. But God is so good. And when we seek his face, when we humble ourselves and we seek his face and we turn from our own ways, he is so good. He hears from heaven. He heals the land. He forgives our sin. He's such a good father. And I, I feel like this is it's such a, a unique time in history that we're in that he's looking for the church to rise up and to say, come to me, <laughs> all you who are weary and burdened. And these things will burden us, but he's the one that brings hope. He's the one that brings the, 
the healing to a nation. He's the one that opens eyes so that we can see. There's a part that we play, and we're to pray, and we're to share the truth. We're to preach the gospel, but we're always to love. And, uh, and I know there's some stuff, like, in us, and I just, I want us to make sure that our hearts are always guarded in this, that whenever we're watching things like this, that it doesn't take us off track. What it should do is drive us to Jesus, that we go, God, we don't know what to do, but our eyes are on you. So I want to encourage you. I just feel like we're, like as Marcus was saying, let's, let's pray into this. And I would love for you guys to come up. Um, and again, we want to pray godly prayers. So <laughs> nothing that curses a person, uh, but we do come against strongholds. We come against the principalities and powers, right? Anything that would raise itself up above the knowledge of God, we make it obedient unto Christ. And it comes from our obedience. It comes from our alignment. When we come into that alignment, there's a holiness that we can actually pull heaven down to earth. So Father, right now, and I just want to encourage, if you want to come up and pray, just come up and let's just, let's pray into this. Please, please pray. We need to pray. Brandon, pray. Come on. So Lord, right now, we just say, just as Jehoshaphat said, Lord, our eyes are on you. We do not know what to do. Lord, these are times where we begin to fast. We begin to pray. We begin to seek your face. Lord, we say, you are such a good father. And Lord, we know that, that these, these bills, these things that have, have come up, these are, <laughs> these are so demonic. These are things that, that destroy life. Lord, you came to bring life, to give us life, and to give us an abundant life. The enemy comes to steal, kill, and destroy. Father, I thank you that, that, that you're shifting things in this nation. Lord, we say do it today. Lord, I thank you for what you're doing for Roe versus Wade as we're about to see this thing overturned. And we say, Lord, guard the hearts of those Supreme Court justices, Lord, who are, who are going to vote to take this thing down, to, to reverse Roe versus Wade. Lord, we say now is the time and Lord, where, where this is, the enemy is rising up and they are trying to find other ways to, uh, to, to keep the abortion laws. Lord, I thank you that you are the one uh, that we're going to see your mighty hand move in these situations. Lord, I, I pray that, that you would tear down strongholds. Lord, we say, just as it, as it talks about in Ephesians, I'm just gonna, this is the thing as we, as we go after this. Um, I'm going to say it the way it says it in here because it says it well. As we do not fight against flesh and blood, but as we fight against these rulers, against the authorities, against the powers of this dark world, and against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly places, Father, I thank you that you've, there's an armor that we get to put on. We put on you, Jesus. We put on that, that breastplate of righteousness. We put on the, the belt of truth. Lord, I thank you. It is. It's that truth that sets people free. Lord, I thank you. There is that helmet of salvation. We guard our minds. Our minds are set in Christ. Lord, I thank you that our feet are shod with the gospel of peace, that we bring peace into every situation. Lord, for these senators and these, these representatives that, that do not know you, Father, I pray that there would be radical encounters of your love. 
It's your love that casts out fear. It's your love that reveals truth. It's, it's your love that, 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 uh, <laughs> that takes off these veils that have, been, that have been just over people's eyes, over the eyes of these senators and these, these representatives and even our president and our vice president. Lord, I thank you that as it says, as they turn to you, those veils are removed. So we say right now, in the name of Jesus, we say these veils, we command them to come down. We say, be broken off of the eyes of these people that they would see the truth in this time. We come against these principalities. We come against these powers that have been, that have been <laughs> ruling and reigning in, in the place of abortion for the last 50 years. And we say no longer that this is the end. This comes to an end this year. It comes to an end. This, this coming month in June, Lord, I thank you that this is going to be broken. This is going to come down. And I know there's things where we'd have to deal with things at the state levels, but Lord, I thank you that this is the beginning of the end of the, the, the abortion in this nation. Lord, that this is no longer something that's going to be allowed. And Father, I thank you that you're going to raise up your church in so many ways, just as we have embraced grace. Lord, this this. A, a, an amazing program that we come alongside women uh, that are choosing life and, and that we would help them walk alongside them and Lord that this is where you're raising up your church that we would love those we would and we not only in love is an action it's not just oh we love them but no we come alongside and we open our homes we, we lay down our lives for those that are struggling so Father I thank you for what you're doing we say, you do it, Lord. There's a scripture in Isaiah 43. It talks about just the... Oops. I need to close with this and then let's pray. Uh, Isaiah 43 says, But now this is what the Lord says, He who created you, O Jacob, who formed you, O Israel. Yes. Huh formed each of these little children, each of these little babies. Fear not, for I have redeemed you, and I have summoned you by name, and you are mine. Lord, I thank you for the shift that's about to happen here. And it says that, that when you pass through the waters, I will be with you. When you pass through the rivers, they will not sweep over you. And when you walk through the fire, you will not be burned, and the flames will not set you ablaze, for I am the Lord your God the Holy One of Israel, your Savior. Father, I thank you. And right after that, it says this. It says, since you are precious and honored in my sight, and because I love you. Lord, I thank you for your love for each one of us, for the unborn children. Lord, I thank you for the shift in a nation, in this nation, in America. Lord, I thank you that we will be one nation under God. We will, we will come back under you. I thank you that we are about to humble ourselves as a nation. And we are about to see you do amazing things. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you. So I want to go a little just different direction. I just feel like God's speaking over his people in this hour. I had a dream last uh, August, August 12th of 2021. I was actually on a fishing boat sitting on the front with a controlled motor with your foot. And I was going through these homes and in a neighborhood. 
the water was about three quarters up the side of these homes as the neighborhood had been like flooded, if you will. There were large fish sitting on the beds of these, these eggs that were in nests, but they were unborn. The, the eggs were, they had not hatched yet. Normally, fish sitting on a bed are easy to catch. You throw a lure past them and you just drag it through the bed and they strike it, not because they're hungry, because they're actually protecting the unborn babies, the eggs. But throughout the dream, this was not the case. The bass were not coming off their beds to strike the lure. Rather, the opposite, as they just sat stubbornly, not even giving the lure a glance. I noticed that some of the fish were sitting deeper than others. There were large, deep craters or holes in the ground, and their beds were at the center of them. The scene changed a few times as I was in different neighborhoods and different homes and different people. Wow. Here's the interpretation in the word, guys. I'm just going to read it as it is. The storehouses of heaven are limitless, and his promise is that he would pour out his spirit on all those that are seeking. I feel like the flood in this dream is one small drop from heaven. No, it's just a vapor. Just as the water represents the spirit, there is a spirit of unity being released throughout the earth. God, I thank you that houses, people, families, churches, and houses will come together, being bound together by the spirit. This outpouring will require us to navigate the waters while being led by the Spirit. Every tongue will confess and every knee will bow. God will blur the lines of ethnicity, race, sexual orientation, allowing his children to realize their first love and an identity founded in the Father. Not only is the prophetic voice of the body increasing, there is a clarity of vision of dreams and revelation and words are being increased as well. Although the mothers show up to lay the eggs, it's the fathers actually that actually prepare the bed, fertilize the eggs and remain on the bed, protecting the babies until they are hatched. Fathers will have a significant role in this revival, just as it was when Cornelius came to the Lord and the entire house followed. So it is with fathers that remain married under one roof, raising the children up the way they ought to go. So when they get older, they do not turn back. Although the distractions and agendas, the fighting, the competing voices will continue. The fathers and the mothers will stand firm, unwavering, steadfast, unclenching, protecting the promise of the next generation. The attack of the enemy will continue to increase, but it will not cause the mothers and the fathers to be shaken as only only the only thing remaining on these warriors is the eternal remnant of a life laid down deep calls unto deep and God will meet us where we are at some will be able to, to go deeper and others but than others but God is crying out to his children to come together in unity so none would be left behind furthermore the unity will be released uh, released and never seen before as God commands a blessing. We are in the third trimester. The water has broken. The body of Christ is dilated. Just as the one that is pregnant rushes to the hospital, there is a 911 call going out throughout the earth. 
for the birthing pains have begun. The contractions are beginning, and there is a shorter period of time between contractions. The birthing pains are happening more often, and the earth is groaning for the sons and daughters to come forth. The holes, the pockets, and the bed that the male fish are sitting on represent the pockets in the areas of regional revival that are and will take place. As these jet regions begin to connect and link together, there will be a wave of rolling revivals. It has begun. The Father's protecting the unborn babies. Wow. It has begun. The fathers are protecting the unborn babies. I believe so strongly that the fathers are rising up in this hour. In the past, fathers have been passive in having a voice for the unborn babies that do not have a voice, wanting to respect the decisions of the mother as it is as it relates to their bodies or her body. As we have been living in a fatherless generation, it is the hearts of the fathers returning to the children or the babies that will allow the hearts of the babies to continue beating and return to the fathers and the mothers one day. I feel like we are in a season where anything and everything is possible. I have a stirring in my spirit that believes abortion laws and and will be overturned. The shaking and the turmoil between people will rise to a heightened state. This in itself will be one of many catalysts that will spark revival. I hear the Lord saying, protect the unborn babies. Although these unborn babies were marked before time began, they were counted before they were even in their mother's womb. It will require action on behalf of the children of God to see breakthrough. I am calling the fathers into action. Quote, unquote, this revival will be marked by the return of the fathers. God, I thank you that the children are our inheritance, Lord. God, I thank you, God, for the unborn babies and the protection. God, coming from fathers, stepping up and having a voice. I hear the Lord saying, fathers, you have a voice. Fathers that, that have been sitting on the sidelines, it's time to get back in the game. Fathers that have been sitting, even as the word came on Sundays, that have been sitting on the top of the steps at the pool of Bethesda, it's your time to get in the water and be stirred. Lord, I thank you right now for your word says it, Lord. Your word says it. In Isaiah 49, 22, it says, they will bring your sons in in their arms and carry your daughters on their hips. Kings will be your foster fathers and their queens, your nursing mothers. God, I thank you that mothers and fathers are arising, Lord. God, I thank you that a word has been spoken over this house even, even by Mike many times, that the sons and the daughters would be raised up to be mothers and fathers so the mothers and fathers then could bring along the next generation of sons and daughters. Lord, I thank you that there's a protection of the unborn babies going on. God, we cry out right now. We cry out right now, Lord. We cry out right now, Lord. Like one voice calling in the wilderness, God, preparing the way. God, I thank you that we have a voice, God, and it will be heard in this hour. It will be heard in this hour, Lord. God, I thank you that you're bending your ear. Wow. I thank you that you're bending your ear in this hour, Lord, that you hear our prayers, those that are faithful, those that are interceding, those that are contending for those that don't have a voice, Lord. God, we thank you. We thank you, God, that heaven would be activated. 
God, I thank you that your angels are bidding your work, Lord, that you're commanding them, Lord, in this hour. Lord, I thank you, I thank you that time is short, God. The time is short, guys. The time is short. But God, I thank you that our prayers, the prayers of a righteous man, the prayers of a righteous woman, availeth much. Lord, I thank you. God, I thank you. God, I thank you that our prayers are heard. So we cry out right now. I just prophesy that, God. We just cry out right now. God, cry out and I pray, Lord. Not only do I love, God, every governmental official, Lord, that stands in the Senate or the House. Not only do I love them, but I pray for them. I pray for their families, Lord. Most importantly, I pray for the the governmental (laughs) figureheads, Lord, and their children. The children that were born, that are living, that are thriving, God, in this world, on this side of heaven, Lord. I pray for them most, most, most often. God, I cry out for them right now. Lord, I thank you, God. I thank you, God. I thank you, God, that you're moving through the Senate. You're moving through the House. You're moving through governmental buildings, Lord. Your word says it in Psalm 115. You will do as you please, Lord. I thank you, Holy Spirit, that you'll move in and where and how you want. And I thank you in this hour, Lord, that you're moving, God, in your children, Lord, in your people, in their hearts and in their minds, and most importantly, in their spirits, Lord. God, would you shake the things, Lord? Would you continue to shake the things that can't be shaken, Lord? Would you continue to shake the things that can be shaken, Lord? Those that are unbelieving and those that are believing, in other words. And that is where the temporal things, God, will fall to the ground. And the things that remain will remain eternal, Lord. Amen. Lord, we just agree with that dream. And we say protect the unborn. Protect the unborn. We humble ourselves before you as a people right now, knowing that you hear our prayer. And Lord, we ask that as the enemy comes in, like a flood, you would raise up a standard and push him back in Jesus' name. Lord, we pray on behalf of this legislation that Senator Schumann, is that his name? Schumann is trying to push through. Lord, we ask that you would stop this in the name of Jesus. Like a flood, you would wash this bill of iniquity away from our land. We ask you for the river of God to sweep away unrighteousness in Jesus' name. Sweep away iniquity in Jesus' name and cleanse our land. Cleanse America from this abomination that has been like a fist raised against you. Lord, we ask you to renew this land. And I'm just reminded of the word that Lou Engle spoke last week. And he said, out of Psalm 149, it says, let the high praises of God be in their mouths. This is the people of God. Let the high praises of God be in their mouths and a two-edged sword in their hands to execute on the nations and punishment on the peoples and to bind their kings with chains. And the Lord spoke to him and said, the Lord has given us authority to bind these five judges together with a spirit of unity 
that would wash away the iniquity of abortion of our land. So Lord, we just right now, we pray that again. Bind these five righteous men and women together. Bind their hearts and give them one heart. Bind their minds together and give them one mind and let them glorify God in our land and remove Roe v. Wade from our law books in Jesus' name. And God, we pray for Chief Justice Roberts. Lord, we ask that his heart would be turned to you and there would be a sudden sixth vote cast for this ending of Roe v. Wade in the Supreme Court. Lord, do what only you can do. Holy Spirit, do what only you can do and soften that man's heart concerning the unborn. Lord, let him return to you. Let him acknowledge you once again in his life. And Lord, I pray that you would open a fountain of repentance that would wash Chief, Chief Justice Roberts in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. Brandon, why don't you come up and pray? Thank you. Thank you, Lord. Brandon, I feel like you're supposed to cry out for the unborn, but I just feel like that spirit of revival is resting on you. Cry out for revival in America. Yeah. And then cry out for whatever you want to cry for. Let it erupt in this place, God. Father, I thank you that you're blanketing all of America with the blood of Jesus. Father, we thank you for a great, oh, Father, right now, a moment of the blood of Jesus. Father, now is the time. Now is the moment. God, we thank you that you're going to bring in now, Father, the intercessors, Father, like Daniel Nash. Father, we thank you, God, now that there's going to be prayer and fasting, Father, in a time, Father, of a Psalm 2 crisis, God, requires a Joel 2 response. It will end in an Acts 2 outpouring. We thank you for an outpouring God we thank you for a move of God God we say it here and now everyone every voice everyone who's watching and who will watch this God end abortion and sin revival end abortion and sin revival God we pray God for the great communion revival Father we pray for the blood of the Lamb we pray for Jesus to be exalted God we pray right here and now Father we pray oh God we pray James right here James Father 4 verse 5 does the scripture mean nothing to you that says the spirit that God breathed into your hearts is jealous he's a jealous lover who intends intensely desires to have more and more of us. It says, God resists you when you are proud, but continues to pour out grace when you are humble. God, we say you are bringing men to their knees. You are bringing men and women and families. God, let this be a revival of repentance, a revival of family. Father, I thank you that you are, oh God, you are cleansing the bride of pride. 
You are cleansing the bride of pride. Start with me. Start with us. Send revival. Connect it to the billion soul harvest. God, send revival. We pray for the blood of the Lamb. We pray for the cry and the outpouring of the Spirit. Father, we say in Joel 2, it says, Father, oh God, don't rip your garments, but rend your heart. God, we pray for a revival that looks like people engaging with heaven and declaring, not on my watch in Jesus' name. We pray the Holy Spirit flood buildings, flood the capital, flood America, flood Washington, flood every state, flood Colorado. We say, God, Father, we're the epicenter of abortion. Flood that place with your glory. Father, with your spirit, with the blood of the Lamb, we cry out for a great revival in Jesus' name. God, we say right now, this time, Father, is a time. Father, we do not take it lightly. God, we say today, in Jesus' name, Father, we cry out with our voices, with our hearts, with our lives. We say revival of family, restoration, healing. Pride must die in the presence of perfect love. God, we say sin revival let the glory of God blanket entire cities change cities God change God the hardest of hearts God bring them back to you God we pray for a revival God do it in our generation God do it in our generation God we say Jesus be exalted in every city in America and in the nations we say the billion soul harvest is upon us God we weep for the nations we weep for America and we say God do it do it again God send revival send it in all its glory send it in all your love and your fury send it in all the fire of heaven in Jesus name and blanket America with your blood Father, we pray this in Jesus' name. God, do it in our generation. Start with us. Clean out everything. And let us, Father, the purity of the bride crying out, Father, Jesus, we ask for mercy over this nation. Mercy over this nation. Mercy over America. Mercy over Washington. Mercy over our families. And that let a great revival. Jesus, God, the new Jesus people are emerging. God, the mighty power of Jesus. So today, God, we just say, come, Lord Jesus. Come in all your might. Come in all your power. In Jesus' name. Father, we ask right now is the time. Father, in Jesus' name, do what only you can do. Do what only you can do. In Jesus' name, come, Lord Jesus. I would, I, I would ask for you to just one more moment. 30 seconds. Raise your voice. 30 seconds. Begin to say Jesus. Say, come on. Just say Jesus. Come on. Say his name. Come on. 30 seconds. The only one. The only hope for the nations. The only hope for America. The only hope for my family the only hope for your family the families oh is Jesus say his name the Lamb of God father we pray God oh end abortion and sin revival do it in our generation God do it now in Jesus name we say your name Jesus the name above every name let's just begin to pray in the spirit for a second 
We war in the spirit tonight, Lord. We plead in the spirit. We groan in the spirit tonight. And Lord, we cry out for the college campuses. As Brandon was praying, I was just feeling the heart of the Lord for college campuses in Colorado where more abortions are performed than any other demographic. Lord, we cry out for the college campuses of Colorado. We cry out for those young men who are trying to convince girlfriends to get an abortion, that they would have an encounter with the Holy Spirit and they would fall on their knees and they would say, the Lord, He is God. The Lord, He is God. Lord, we cry out for the fire of God to hit every college campus in Colorado. We cry out for a great move of your spirit. As Brandon prayed, a new Jesus people movement on the college campuses of Colorado. God, we ask you for repentance. We ask you that salvation would spring up from the ground. Jesus, we pray that you would go to war with the spirit of the age on every college campus in Colorado, and you would push back that anti-Jesus spirit. And Lord, right now, we cry out for 19, 20-year-olds, 21-year-olds, that their hearts would be softened to the gospel, and that the seed would go deep into their hearts, and it would produce a harvest of righteousness, where they would think they're going in one trajectory down one road that you would shift it all and put them on that highway of holiness put them on that narrow path that leads to eternal life lord we say broad is the way to destruction but would you set young men and women on the path that leads to eternal life lord we ask you for a cleansing of the college campuses of Colorado. And Lord, we ask that you would raise up bold evangelists, that you would turn 19-year-old girls who are going a completely other way, that you would encounter them, and they would become bold evangelists for Jesus, that you would even grip hearts of professors, Lord, and they would begin to tell their classes Tenured professors who can't get fired, they would begin to tell their classes about Jesus. They would begin to proclaim the gospel in the classroom. In Jesus' name, we ask you that you would wash our college campuses in Jesus' name. Arthur, pray with it, whatever's on your mind. Hallelujah. 
Father, we just come to you right now in the name of Jesus. We come in unity right now in agreement. And we just actually pray for Schumer right now. Father, I thank you that he's going to be your future son. And I just thank you that your glorious gospel will shine upon him. And every darkness that's blinded him right now, we remove that out of his eyes right now in the name of Jesus. And I thank you that your love right now, we release your love over Schumer right now. We release your compassion over him right now. I thank you that, your, that his heart would shift right now in the name of Jesus. We shift his heart right now that he would, he would see you in the midst of darkness right now. That, Father, I thank you that you would have dreams right now tonight that he would have dreams that he would his heart would change instantly right now in the name of Jesus and father we just thank you right now we push back darkness right now we push back every evil agenda right now we break every evil agenda right now that's coming against the the, the children right now father we thank you we know your will we know your will and we come and we pray according to your will right now and we come on behalf of you right now in the name of Jesus we thank you that this thing shall come to pass that abortion shall be ab abolished in the name of Jesus we declare right now that it will come to pass that it has already come to pass because we know that you love those children that you that that that, that you desire none to perish that all shall come to repentance that we just release your love over the senate we just release your love over the house that they all will come to repentance right now we just release your conviction holy spirit over that land right now and we just thank you we thank you that Jesus, you're the name above every name, that every knee shall bow and every tongue shall confess that you are Lord and they shall know your glory. And we just thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. We just got to keep praying, but we got to keep praying. But I just want to tell you, there's, there was a vote today. I don't know if you know this. Chuck Schumer called for a vote on this bill in the Senate. And fortunately, it did not pass. I mean, they haven't given up. It didn't pass. It, it lost 51 to 49 because Joe Manchin, who's a Democrat, voted against the bill to block it. So, I mean, he voted with the Republicans. However, some, some people have reported that therefore it's dead. It's not dead, but in the first attempt to pass it, it did not pass. So that means we've got to keep praying we need to pray for Joe Manchin. There are threats on his life. Uh, the, the lives are just furious over this. So, Heavenly Father, we do protect Joe Manchin, who's a Democrat, but he's, he said he, he's against releasing the filibuster. So, Father, we thank you for that. We thank you for the vote. It didn't pass. And we thank you that Chuck Schumer's attempt failed. But we need to keep praying, Lord, because there's some, this is going to be reported that it's, it's dead, but it's not, the bill is not dead. It's not dead, although some are reporting that it is. But we say, in Jesus' name, it's dead. We say, in Jesus' name, it's dead, even though they still have other attempts. But, Father, we thank you for this victory today, and that encourages us to pray with more fervor and more hope. And, Father, we thank you and praise you at this time uh, that this bill, right now, uh, the libs are furious. There's death threats on Joe Manchin. Uh, he, he has now, he's got 
bodyguards and protection around him because they're trying to take him out. And so, Father, we thank you that that did not pass today. This is the first minor victory, but we need a major victory, and we believe in Jesus' name that we will have it. And we thank you and praise you in your name. versus Wade being overturned. Um, um, the deal is that um, even though it's overturned, even though we're celebrating, there is spiritual warfare going on right now above the heavenlies um, because the enemy wants to fool us into thinking that we've won because he's going to continue to attack. And so I want to pray right now. Father God, I just pray that you raise up your bride right now, Lord Jesus, in prayer, Lord. On their knees, we shall be praised. We shall arise to worship you, to praise you, to support each one of those angelic hosts that are fighting right now, Lord Jesus, as we are hearing their swords going, Lord Jesus, we pray and we sustain them right now, Lord Jesus. We pray that you continue to strengthen them, Lord Jesus. We pray right now, Lord Jesus, that you let them win this battle. They are not done and we are not done, Lord Jesus. This is a temporal celebration that we will continue to praise the living God for life. Father God, I pray right now for wisdom on the pro-life legislative body right now. Father God, I pray for hearts to be transformed, softened, and succumb to the knowledge of the sanctity of life, Father God. I pray for pro-life organizations to begin to rally in support of their legislative body that they may know, Father God, the heart of the Father through his people, Lord. I pray for blind eyes and ears over those attacking your creation right now lord jesus let those ears pop let those eyes and scales come off in the name of jesus we proclaim life lord we proclaim father god and we pray lord jesus father god that your bride is arising lord jesus in prayer lord we pray right now lord jesus that every single human being right now is feeling that pangs lord jesus the the unction, Lord Jesus, of knowledge of life, Father God, and we proclaim life over every single living baby, Father God, every single one of those babies that you have breathed out, Lord Jesus, and that their spirits are waiting to come into a womb, Father God. I just pray right now, Lord Jesus, that this life will stay, Lord. And I, I just, Ecclesiastes 11, 5, as you do not know the way the spirit comes to the bones in the womb of a woman with child so you do not know the work of God who makes everything father God I proclaim life right now over every single woman that they may know that that child is there Lord that every single young lady and every single woman that it just acknowledge that she is pregnant father God I just pray that they understand that there is a creation being made and completed within Lord Jesus that there is a breath that is in there that there is a rattling of bones in there and that there is life because God said so so we thank you father God right now because 
it is not done. Thank you right now, Father God, because you are making us, Lord Jesus, your bride, Father God, stronger because we're coming alongside, Lord Jesus. We are getting closer to you. We are wedging ourselves in your arms, Lord Jesus, saying, Father God, Please come, Lord. Please come to these people. Soften their hearts, Lord Jesus. Every single person that thinks that they know it, Lord, I just pray that their brains begin to rattle and they, they understand the reality that they don't know. Father God, that their pride may break right now and that the craziness of their thought, Lord Jesus, finally falls before them, that they understand how crazy it is that there is nothing because God is greater, because his life is greater, because we are nothing without you. We thank you for that, Lord Jesus. Amen. in 2 Chronicles 16, it says, the eyes of the Lord range throughout the earth to strengthen those whose hearts are fully committed to him. I think there's a misunderstanding sometimes in the church that, that, uh, that God's sovereign, he's going to do what he wants to do. Uh, our prayers really don't matter that much, you know. He likes to listen to them, but I just want to say, in James it says this, it says the, the prayers of a righteous one, they are powerful and they are effective. They can stop the rains and they can start the rains. They can stop the sun and they can start the sun. They can start, uh, there is power in our prayers. And here's the thing, as we were created, we were created to rule and reign with the Holy Spirit moving on the inside of us to bring heaven to earth, that, that Jesus gave us the keys to the kingdom, that, that whatever we bind on this earth is bound in the heavens, and whatever we loose on this earth is loosed in the heavens. So these prayers, they are powerful and effective when they're in alignment with the Father's heart. And this is not just, these don't go unnoticed. We, I, I go, I just feel like this time right here, what we just did and what we're going to do and what we're going to continue to do um, on Wednesday nights, and, I, and my prayer is that we go home, we do it individually, we do it corporately, we intercede and, and we go after the Father's heart in every area. And I know, I, I know, and I, I don't think, I know that the revival that God has for this nation is tied to the abortion that the iniquities, the abortion, the iniquity of abortion, and and uh, so I just I know it, I, and I'm as this is broken. I feel like this as we see this thing broken, this is going to begin revival. It's so cool that that this ruling is supposed to happen in June, and and then right after that we have the uh, even with the Koreans the billion soul harvest in July the 12th, uh, 13th, and 14th, right or the 13th, 14th, 15th those days right in there, July. <laughs> and, and so um, 
that that's happening. And there's there's so many other things happening. Uh, Mario Murillo was coming in right before that. And, and there's just, there's things that are being set up. I feel like, like there is a setup here for a move of the spirit to see revival in Colorado. That, and what, what happens here is this is a finishing state that things go from here and begin to affect the nation. And so there's no, it's not a coincidence that just of, that so much is happening in the state of Colorado right now. So yeah, so Father, we just thank you. I just feel like Lord, I, I just thank you for even in our, at our state level and then at the national level, Lord, that there is, uh, there are going to be senators and representatives that are going to prophesy new bills, prophesy things. And it, it's not just the defensive. I know we've been so on the defensive that we're like, stop this bill. No, now we got to stop this bill. And no, we can't have this. And, but Lord, I thank you that, that we're about to go on the offensive, that we're about to take territory. It's not a slow, it's been a slow process of like, okay, we only lost one step. Okay, we only lost one, another step. Now, I thank you, Lord, that, that things are shifting, the, the tides are turning, and that, Lord, your people are going to go forth, that we're going to see a nation change, and that what was lost, we're going, we're going to recover, and then we're, and we're taking territory. Lord, I thank you that we're going back into the public schools, that we're going to see God back in the public schools. We're going to see the next generation. Here's what's happened is we've lost a generation. But, Lord, I thank you that, no, we haven't lost a generation. We've been losing a generation. But, no, we prophesied, we declare that we have not lost this generation, that, that we have this this. This generation that is rising up, Lord, I thank you that they are going to be a strong ones for you. We prophesy, Lord, that this, that as mothers and fathers, as Tracy was saying, as mothers and fathers, that we are going to raise up sons and daughters, that we are going to, this isn't just about us, this is about the next generation and the generation after that, that we're holding a baton, that we're going to say, we're going to pass on this baton, and we're not going to leave things the way they are today, but even as we're going to shift the, the abortion law, that there are many other things that we say, no, now is the time that we're going to go in. We're reestablishing God as the center of this nation. And this nation affects every other nation. So Lord, I thank you, Lord, for, for that this is a day, this is a time, this is a season where we're going to see a shift and we're going to see revival come. We're going to see, Lord, the glory of God come into this place. We're going to see repentance of hearts. We're going to see those. I just feel like we're going to see Saul's turn to Paul's. Uh, even with Schumer, with Chuck Schumer, that this, he would be a Saul that, Lord, where there is light that comes, that, 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 that light breaks the darkness, that he begins to see the truth, and that he becomes a Paul, that he becomes one that prophesies in the Senate, that he prophesies truth, that he prophesies life. So those that the enemy thought they had planned for evil, Lord, I thank you, you're going to shift it for good. You're going to turn it for good, Lord, in this time, in this day. And it comes from prayer. It comes from crying out to the Lord and saying, Lord, do it, but we're going we're gonna to actually take authority. We don't just cry out and say, Lord, you do it. We're going to take authority over the heavens. We're going to take authority over the strongholds that have been in place, and we're going to cast them down. We're taking them down. We're binding strongholds. We're binding those things that have been in place, and so we do. We bind that spirit of death over this nation right now in the name of Jesus. We bind it. We take authority over it, and we say it must come down in Jesus' name. 
We take authority right now over the spirit of death. We speak, take authority over the, the, the laws of abortion that have been set, set in place. We take authority in the heavenly realms, and we bind them there, and we say, Lord, what is bound in heaven is bound in the earth in Jesus' name. So, Father, I thank you that you're teaching us how to walk in your authority. You're teaching us how to bind and how to loose. Lord, that we are your chosen generation. We are a royal priesthood. And, Lord, that we will act as a priesthood. Lord, we will do the very things that you call us to do in this time. So, Father, we just say yes to you. We love you. Our hearts are turned towards you. We thank you that you lavish your love on your children. We thank you that we are called by you. We are set apart and we are set on this earth for this very time. Lord, may we roar in this time as lions of the tribe of Judah. As the lion of the tribe of Judah roars, Lord, we align with the lion of the tribe of Judah. And we say yes to everything that you want to do, Jesus, in this time. We love you. We bless your name. In Jesus' name. And everyone said, Amen. Amen.